0: Earth farts. Yes.
1: Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike through Wikipedia. I am Sky. I'm Kyle. And I am Tim. And what we do here every episode is one of us hosts. I'm hosting tonight. And it's my job to uh, make these other two compete to get from one Wikipedia page to the other only using links within each page. And tonight they're going to try to get from, I'm real proud of this one, uh, from figure skating to flatulence is the game tonight. (laughs) Yep. Figure skating to flatulence.
2: All right. All right. The last episode we went on about, you know, and, and we're just going straight to flatulence here. All right. Are you sure you're not trying to raise the rating of this this podcast? Hey,
1: it's just it's 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 like child humor. It's fine. Everything's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's great.
2: <sighs> Everything now great. one of you
1: needs to go first though, because we take okay. turns doing this. Mm. So I have a game for you.
0: Oh, boy. I hope it has parts in it.
1: <laughs> oh, you okay? I, I, Open up a chat window to me in Skype. I just bet to it me. Does. <laughs> And here's the game. Oh boy! I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna give you a term, and you wow. need to tell me if it is a term from figure skating, oh or if gosh. it is an, a euphemism for fart.
3: Yes.
0: All <laughs> right. You don't one have who, a chance, Kyle.
2: The one who gets the most.
3: No, I don't.
0: <laughs> the one who
3: gets this the most
1: you, correct gets to go first.
2: It's gonna be Tim. Tim's gonna be. Okay, let's do this. All right. So remember, you you're just
1: you're going to send me your answer whether it's a fart or a skating. You just you can put in fart or skating. Or you can put in <laughs> fart or figure, whichever one you want. Figure <laughs> farting.
3: Sure. All right. All right, um, let's do this. Let's
1: let's start with a death drop. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, I can tell you which one I want it to be. <laughs> Tim
1: says figure skating. Kyle says figure skating. It is figure skating. It's a type of I flying mean, I, I entry the, into a spin.
3: I would work. assume the
0: death drop would be more of um, not flatulence, but um, just standard bathroom going number two.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah.
0: One uh, that maybe one that splashes. <laughs> Oh, I should mention
1: uh, euphemism and also uh, the list that I found also included, like, other foreign, like, foreign uh, names for farts, so those are in here, too. Yeah, I got it. The frog step. (laughs) Frog step.
2: Oh, man. (laughs) I don't know. Kyle says fart.
1: Tim says, oh, no, Kyle says figure skating. Tim says fart. It is. It is a euphemism for a fart.
3: Of course,
1: it I'm guessing it's like you step on a frog, (laughs) and that's the the sound it would make. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Air tulip. (laughs) (laughs) Air tulip.
2: (laughs) Oh
0: please!
2: There can't be. There's no. Both of you going for
0: fart. It is fart. Yeah, all right. Is that is that in Holland
1: or (laughs) the (laughs) Netherlands? So Kyle's at two, Tim's at three.
0: Uh... (laughs) Perdet, perdet. Oh, okay. Can you you spell that, please? P e r d e t. Can you use it in a sentence?
1: (laughs) Um. Wow, he really went for that date.
2: Can I Thank you, Scott. Can
0: I can I not choose figure skating or fart? Can I choose like pastry?
2: <laughs> really? Figure
1: skating? Both of you are wrong. Oh. It's, it's a Russian term for a fart.
2: Tim, that's going to make it real awkward.
1: <laughs> Tim is up by one. If you
2: wanted to name if you wanted to name a pastry after a fart, it's going to be a real awkward.
0: I just, now I imagine like a Russian fart where it's like a large fart and then a smaller cloud comes out of that and oh then a God. smaller and then a smaller.
1: And it just goes up in pitch every time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A uh, hair cutter. Hair cutter. No.
2: No. <laughs> I can't even imagine why. Uh, I mean, there's no way this is a thing.
1: You both say figure skating, you're both correct.
2: Good.
1: Yeah. Uh, Shoot the duck.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Shoot the duck. (laughs) Which you can accidentally do when you frog step, I guess.
1: Both of you say fart, both of you are incorrect. What? Shoot the duck is a skating position in which the skater travels on one foot with the skating leg in a bent position and the other leg held forward parallel to the ice. This is the basic position for a sit spin.
0: What? What's it have to do with shooting
2: ducks?
1: (laughs) Hydrant lift.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: Hydrant lift is your next one.
2: I mean, come on. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Kyle says fart, Tim says figure skating. It is figure skating.
3: Yes. Oh it is gosh. a
1: lift in which the man throws his partner over his head while skating backwards, rotates one half turn, and catches his partner facing him.
2: Hydrant? It's lift? Very gender
1: specific, but
0: whatever. Hydrant lift, yeah.
1: So
2: <laughs> Tim's up by
0: two. Uh wait,
3: why is that no, hydrant No, no Kyle. Lift?
0: How how are you imagining that as as a fart?
2: I don't know. <laughs> All right. I feel. I felt like it was like, possibly like like one
0: that would like like how hydrants <laughs> in cartoons like lift, lift people up no, like
1: when they spray. Up. That's
0: what I was thinking when no. I put that on this
1: list. No,
2: Tim had it. That's that's what I was visualizing. No, I was I was thinking it was a like a dumb translation from another language that that doesn't quite make sense in English. <laughs> All
3: right,
1: here's a hard one: trouser cough. <laughs> 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 I may have just included this one because I wanna, I wanna say it. No, yeah, you, know, yeah, it's you have to. <laughs> I totally uh,
2: understand. Uh, no.
1: Parper, P A R P E R, Parper. Uh. Kyle says figure skating. Tim says fart. It's a fart.
0: Yeah, that's like. I don't have any like British, isn't it? Tim is it? up
1: by three. It's
0: possible. Uh, shotgun.
2: <laughs> well. I mean
0: <laughs> I mean, is both
2: an option? Yeah, I was gonna say I think this one's a trick question. Yeah.
1: I should have mentioned I I'm on this list of three hundred euphemisms for fart that I found. Are you kidding me? It was not on this one, but it is figure skating. Uh yeah, it's figure skating. In an upright spin position in which the leg is held upwards towards the front of the body, but not all the way. The leg is held by the ankle or the calf, not the blade. All right. So
2: kind of a kind of a running or no. Yeah, no, kind of a running man, but not quite. While on ice.
1: Yeah, kind of. Uh, flots. F-L-O-T-Z. <laughs> flots.
2: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you can depend on Flots. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking here. Ah, uh, fine. Why not?
1: You just said Tim just wrote out Fots. It's, fl- <laughs> it's Flots. it. Sounds like it. <clears throat> All right, you both say Fart. Uh, it is a fart. It is the Hebrew word for good. fart.
2: Oh yep. my gosh! <laughs> that makes me happy a little bit. I think. Death <laughs> oh, spiral. Gosh. I feel like we could just make the entire show this tonight, and that would be yeah, worth
0: it. And I think we'd be good.
1: You don't say figure skating. It is figure <clears throat> skating. That one uh, I
2: actually knew for some weird reason.
1: Oh, weird. Uh, Swizzle. I'm sorry. Swizzle. S-W-I-Z-Z-L-E.
2: Um, wait, no. Uh, I'm going to say that. (laughs)
1: All right. Both say figure skating. It is figure skating. It's a way of moving across the ice on two feet by pushing the feet outwards from a 90 degree angle, V, and then pulling them together again, forming an oval on the ice.
2: I was going to say it's a little sliding maneuver, I thought. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, we got, we'll do one more here. Uh, uncorking.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You both say fart. You're both right. Okay. Okay. How can you not end on a fart? I mean, really? Nice nice job. Nice job, guys. Tim takes it.
2: Oh, what did I say?
1: I was like, can I make, can I make a game out of this? Can I do it? And I'm looking at these turns and I'm like, shoot the duck, death spiral hydrant lift i mean i could probably make a game out of this <laughs> like mm. how
2: could i not make a game out yeah. of this how do i stop <laughs> uh oh man oh well, that's our show you guys we'll see you next week Good night, Bye. everybody <laughs>
3: uh,
2: yep, yep, yep. oh man that was fantastic all right well done tim well done
0: i mean sadly <laughs> the reason I, I felt so confident in that is not in my expertise on farts which i do have <laughs> hmm but
2: okay okay I,
0: I grew up watching a lot of figure skating with my mom well oh, okay oh i forgot stop. about that she, yeah In she would of often story, have it on so i picked up a lot of these terms
2: i did not know about your history of figure skating tim
0: i mean i did not figure skate kyle
2: do you actually skate yourself at all
0: no i i am not i am not good at skating
2: but you are a you are a connoisseur of figure skating I mean, I, I
0: watched it growing up. I, I haven't watched it a lot recently. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do. I mean, I I have gained a respect. I see for the sport because that takes a lot to do. Yeah. To jump so, around like that when your feet are basically supported on
2: tiny metal thin, blades. thin
0: pieces of metal. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy.
2: That yeah, is insane. Yep. But. But pretty awesome, yes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dissing you for it. I was just very intrigued.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. One of my favorite figure skaters was Scott Hamilton because mm. he would just do a backflip.
3: <laughs> just <straight laughs> and, up. and I thought you that just was do really a cool. Straight up backflip.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they should have made like a a figure skating tricky or something. That would have been amazing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Or you could have actually made like one of those little wind up dog things. You know how they have the little the little stuffed dogs that do that wind up and like do a backflip. They could make one of yep. them that just doesn't like. You can skate along the ground and just suddenly does a backflip. We
1: cool. Pretty good. All right. I mean, his,
2: so. his marketing should get in touch. Is all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> figure skating. So you you already figure. know all about
0: this. I know a good amount. Yeah.
2: Oh, good. I mean, <laughs> uh, so
0: uh, but people might not know that uh, figure skates and hockey skates uh are made differently
2: what Mm
0: -hmm. yeah but the most visible difference in relation to ice hockey skates is that figure skates have a set of large jagged teeth called toe picks on the front of the blade uh the toe picks are used primarily in jumping and should not be used for stroking or spins ah (laughs) so don't don't be stroking with your toe picks
2: please don't ever do that so
0: when uh the figure skaters they they use these to uh basically stop themselves uh or move away from the center of a spin uh so it's it's kind of a technical thing that they have uh It also looks like you could probably chop something with it too <laughs> yeah uh, what kind of rinks do they go on well they they basically can go on any rink because uh you see a lot of Disney on ice stuff <laughs> they go all over the place uh <laughs> Olympic size rinks are thirty by sixty meters. Uh, which is a little bit larger than an NHL sized rink.
2: That's, oh wow. I thought that
0: was interesting.
2: I didn't know that. Just a so little they, bit. Uh, so it's so it's meant what do they need more space for the jumps?
0: I I guess so. I mean the, it's not it's not that much larger. Olympic sized rinks. I wonder if this I wonder if an Olympic sized rink is also used for hockey though. Oh. It doesn't quite say.
2: I mean you probably could.
0: Because the Olympic-sized rink is 30 by 60 meters. NHL is 26 by 61. So it's, it's longer.
2: But, I mean, you could probably modify that a little bit, too.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh,
0: the International Skating Union prefers Olympic-sized rinks, uh, particularly for major events. Yeah, of course. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, some rinks use harness systems to help skaters learn new jumps in a controlled manner. <laughs> Neat. The ice rink installs a heavy-duty cable that is securely attached to two walls of the rink. A set of pulleys ride on the cable. The skater wears a vest or belt that has a cable or rope attached to it. Uh, That makes a lot of sense. I never considered that. Yeah. I thought they would just have to fall a lot.
2: Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's how all of the, like, how the stories and movies and, and everything and, like, the hard luck stories in in like commercials when they do those kinds of things that's how they always make it look like you just fall on the ice over and over and over again trying to do these things oh
1: yeah guys Mm -hmm. you know you know like you know you know what kite fighting is yes
2: no oh yes i do where you yeah you're
1: yeah you just get a like maybe maybe it's maybe it's no it's not teams it's a free-for-all you get like eight skaters out there and they're coaches and they each skater has a cable, and they're holding them, and they and they just they just go like like skate fighting where they need they need to cut the other people's cable with their uh, with their skates. I feel just, like
2: there's a whew. lot. Yeah, there's a lot of insurance to be measured there.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm not saying it'll be like an Olympic sport like next year.
2: Oh, but hold on, you guys. Uh, Can you scroll down to the history section? Because I just found the best picture. Uh, In the history section under, um, all right. While people have been ice skating for centuries, figure skating in its current form originated in the mid-19th century. A treatise on skating uh, by Englishman Robert Jones is the first known account of figure skating. Uh, They reference here American skater. Jackson Haynes, considered the, quote, father of modern figure skating, end quote, and pictured to the right, uh, introduced a new t- new style of skating in the mid-1860s. Okay, do you know what else was happening in the mid-1860s?
0: Uh, in the Rolling Stones?
2: In America? The Civil um, War. In the this, this guy decided to pioneer a, the modern figure skating world. <laughs> During the American Civil War.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. American. Oh, yeah. I saw Englishman Roger Jones, and I thought that's who we were talking about. But, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. That's American crazy.
2: skater Jackson Haynes. Check out this guy's uniform, though. Do you see this? Or He's, costume?
0: Yeah, it's pretty That great. is That is a pretty wild costume. Oh, uh, man. From strangely badass. Days.
2: Yeah. From the earliest days, they looked like this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like... I I always wondered where that started and now I know it was it wasn't that Right it from started the beginning. Like the, yeah, it always was. <laughs> There's oh a thesis in there
1: about how like yeah, <laughs> how this is like a revolt of like a civil war or something.
2: Well, it kind of is because like the, the style became the style which incorporated free and expressive techniques became known as the international style. So not American. Oh my gosh. Although popular in Europe, Haynes' style of skating was not widely adopted in the United States until long after his death. Gee, I wonder why. Were we were we preoccupied with something? Uh,
0: I mean, if, if we weren't, like, what if everyone just, like, came together over figure skating <laughs> and, like, ended the war, like, three years early?
2: Oh, my gosh. Amazing.
0: Be like, you know what? We may not agree on many things. <laughs> There's one thing we can agree on.
2: This guy's costume is really weird. That's it triple is luxes. really whack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh,
0: I'm, I'm very sad to say that uh, the word buttocks is, is in here.
3: <laughs> it is
0: not linked. Okay. Oh, like, this be it is one. not a ticket. Not a ticket to freedom. <laughs> Uh, The ISU, (laughs) um, the International Skating Union, defines a fall as a loss of control with the result that the majority of the skater's body weight is not on the blade, but supported by hands, knees, or buttocks. Uh, Uh, So, I am deciding to go on a bit of a tangent. Okay. Okay. Uh, So, what what do you need for flatulence?
2: Friction. Uh,
0: (laughs) I mean... You need gas,
2: I suppose. You need gas, that's correct. Fuel?
0: Yeah? I feel awkward answering this, you. So I'm looking for something that runs on gas or uses (laughs) gas. Oh, no. And I think I found it. Oh, Oh, no! please.
2: Oh, no. I was going to click that, so... Oh, Oh, no. Oh, sorry.
0: For figure skating, an ice temperature of 24 (laughs) degrees, or negative (laughs) 4 degrees Celsius is generally preferred. Typically, after every two warm-up groups, an ice resurfacer cleans and smooths the surface of the ice sheet.
2: Oh, they can't I'm clicking say the on ice
0: resurfacer.
2: Why can't they say the name?
0: Um. Uh, oh, the name is definitely in in this article.
2: I imagine, yes. <laughs> Do you All think right. the person who was writing the figure skating article just couldn't remember what it was called? They're like, well, I'll get to it
0: later. <laughs> or they're like, uh, only hockey people call it a Zamboni.
1: I'm sure we're about to find out the big <laughs> internal feud in like the ice resurfacing world about whether you I, call this thing a Zamboni or not.
2: I really hope we do. <laughs> All right.
1: You're at ice resurfacer. Oh. Kyle, where are you gonna go?
2: Oh man. Now well, that they,
1: your baby was stolen from you. You,
2: you. Took, you took the leg right out from under me. Exactly. Uh, uh Man, there are just so many, there's so many things that sound like they could get me there, but only in a really terrible way. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Uh, oh, man.
1: It was a hard struggle for me to, to figure out whether I wanted to end on flatulence or begin on flatulence. <laughs> Let me tell you that.
2: I, I mean, how can I ask how many clicks it took you?
1: Uh, I don't know. I didn't do this. <laughs>
2: okay, that's fine.
3: I saw that it was possible. <laughs>
2: Oh, my gosh. Okay, uh, let's see. Um, ah, man. I know. Okay, so there's the word leg is <laughs> is linked, but that, I don't think that's actually going to help me. And it's, I mean, it's close, but not quite. <laughs> uh man, I guess I might have to go with that. I don't see another thing that could work. Alright, gonna say leg. Just clicking on no, Wikipedia leg. slash leg.
0: That's so great. Oh, leg. I mean it's close. Sure. <laughs> like it's, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean I can't I'm, like like the leg is like part of the support system to allow flatulence to happen. It's it's the stand. I mean, I, I the first thought was tripod, but you only have two legs.
2: We're, we're it's a legs.
0: it's a it's a bipod. Yeah, bipod, bipod, bipod
2: Tim, to like protect from recoil.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> OK,
0: or to provide to provide ample um, open space. What? Well, I mean, because if you didn't have legs, you might be on your back. I don't want to go into this anymore.
3: No, continue.
2: Tim, never stop.
0: I mean, it's it allows more range of motion. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's all I wanted to say.
2: <laughs> all right. Ignore me. Please continue your own thing. Hey, oh, no, wait. It, it says right, right here, a
1: leg is a weight-bearing and locomotive <laughs> and a <chemical> structure.
2: <laughs> there you go. You're not. Okay.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm dropping truth. Ice resurfacer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Zamboni so, redirects here. Yep. As you might expect, of course, the Zamboni is named after its creator. What is Mr. Zamboni's first name? Carl.
2: Harry. You guys are
0: really close. I'm oh, sorry. Are you serious? Jeff. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely like a, it's definitely a name of someone you would expect to be the name of someone who created the Zamboni.
2: Please, please tell me it's like Bob Zamboni.
0: It's Frank. Yes. Yeah. Frank Zamboni. <laughs>
1: Frank Zamboni. I gotta click on a picture. Oh, to find this guy. Oh, gotta, he looks.
2: Yeah, yeah. I gotta go about. I gotta go around uh, Frank Zamboni's place this weekend. Uh, he I'm looks like the guy some, who
1: owns the toy shop in Home Alone Two. I <laughs> expect that.
3: Oh yeah, huh. yeah he, he
0: looks. He looks kind of like an insurance agent. Like yeah,
2: I, the guy over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The the guy Frank Zamboni. You know him. Yeah.
0: So, well, I mean, he originally was in the refrigeration business, uh, providing services to businesses such as dairy farms and produce vendors. Oh, no. He created a plant for making ice blocks for use in refrigeration techniques. Nice, nice. Uh, And then uh, as time went on, people didn't need ice blocks for their refrigerators anymore. And he's like, well, what are we going to do now?
1: I like this sentence. His idea of the Zamboni, however, didn't come to him right away, and that's cited. Wait,
2: so it wasn't like fully formed? It wasn't like a Harry Potter thing? Like he was on a train one day and he's like, "Oh," Mm -hmm. (laughs) he sat up straighter, and suddenly the world was a different place. Mm
0: -hmm. Wow, man, this guy would—he was dedicated. So, in 1939, he opened a skating rink. Okay. And originally, in order to resurface it, three or four workers had to go out and scrape it, wash it, squeegee it.
2: Wait, seriously?
0: At, yeah. And then right. add a thin layer of water oh for my the fresh ice. It took a lot of time. He's like, there's got to be a better way to do this. So from 1942 to 1947, he tried to develop a vehicle that would do this.
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: Wait. Um, so he worked wow. five years on this thing. That's
2: incredible.
0: Yep. Uh, he finally figured out a design in 1947. It was mounted on an army surplus vehicle chassis. Uh, a okay. blade was mounted on the machine, which would shave the ice. The ice would then receive a thin layer of water, creating a smooth sheet. That's really cool. The prototype had a tank that held the ice shavings, which were then carried to the tank via a <laughs> conveyor belt and sold as snow cones. No, it wasn't. <laughs> whoa, Not whoa, that last wait, part.
2: Hold on. <laughs> yeah. O- although I did always wonder, like, does it... Cl- it just mm-hmm. re the ice. It doesn't, like, collect any of the scrapings or anything. Mm-hmm. I suppose it'd just be water, though. Oh, jeez.
0: Even this one yeah. in 1947, he abandoned that one because it didn't work quite enough.
3: Quite right. well oh. enough.
0: So finally, in 1949, he created the Model A Zamboni ice resurfacer.
2: Uh, based uh, Named after uh, Ford's Model A? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> the Model A did not have the visual appeal of many of the ice resurfacers of today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that a thing? <laughs> a oh,
0: journalist man. from the Brantford Expositor yeah. observed that, quote, the original... Looks like the offspring of a field tractor and a warehouse crate.
2: <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That's a
0: the Zamboni was finally patented in 1953.
2: Wow. Mm, wow. wow. Th- we've only been 50 years or 60 years with a Zamboni. Yep. Oh,
1: I don't know how we've lived.
2: Yeah. yeah, they've been the butt of jokes for years. Wait,
1: so- <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Around the same time we were shooting people off into space, we developed
3: oh
0: my gosh. the Zamboni. <laughs> Skye, we can tie everything. <laughs> we are going to resurface the ice and do the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> not because...
1: <laughs> we can. No, not because it's easy. Yeah. But
2: because it needs to be hard.
0: Because <laughs> it needs to be hard. And <laughs> uh, uh. Uh, so the Zamponian popular culture... <laughs>
2: No, yeah, no.
1: This page does not have that stuff. Oh my
0: gosh! This, no, it does. this is this is hilarious. Um, just,
2: let's just stop. It the starts show out here.
0: with starting in 1980, Charles Schultz incorporated Zamboni's into his Peanuts comic strip, uh, as well in, as into the 1980 television special. She's a good skate, Charlie Brown. Oh, what? Uh, what? And that, this guys, popularized the Zamboni. Guys, there are so no. many. There are
1: so many Peanuts television specials, and that yeah, you. But- my wife finds them all in the discount bins of Walmarts and she brings them home and we watch and them. They're terrible. And they're all awful.
0: Like Sky, the Christmas special one?
1: and what's the other one that's popular? There's the uh, Christmas the one. Great pumpkin. One. Halloween. Yeah, yeah great pumpkin. Those are like masterpieces compared to the other ones.
3: <laughs> oh.
2: It's Sky, ridiculous. This one? What's that? Do you own the she's a good skate, Charlie Brown? I don't think we do. I'll have to look we'll have I'll to check. have to look.
0: Yeah, now, it's I mean, it's referring to like, are they anthropomorphizing a skate or are they what? saying that there's there is a girl who's a good skate? Like, I think they're tra- I remember Charlie Brown, I think in
1: the Christmas special had like a, a thing with his skates or something like,
0: I don't know.
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> so to move on, I actually have an embarrassment of gases <laughs> What uh, to choose from. Uh, oh, man. Most ice resurfacers run on natural gas, propane, oh, LPG, autogas, or electric power, or less commonly in gasoline. Which one do
2: I pick? Uh, Tim, I mean, I guess, I I guess natural
0: gas is the obvious one, right?
2: You would think so. I yeah. Mean, yeah, it is natural gas.
0: <laughs> so I, I've gone to natural gas, guys.
2: Okay. Well, good choices. Hey, guys, let's talk about legs. Wow!
1: Those extensible struts. (laughs)
2: Yep, (laughs) that's really great. A leg is a weight-bearing and locomotive anatomical structure, usually having a columnar shape. Okay, I realize that someone's just trying to be correct in how they describe it, but that really does sound like it was written by an alien. Yeah. During locomotion, legs function as (laughs) extensible struts. That's quoted and cited. Uh, oh my gosh. And cited from Studies in the Mechanics of the Tetrapod Skeleton, biologist.org uh, from 2010. <laughs> oh man. So someone recently decided that you know what this, this, uh, this article needs is a quote about legs being extensible struts. Uh, the combination of movements at all joints can be mo- modeled as a single linear capable element capable of changing length. And rotating about in an omnidirectional hip, quote unquote, joint. As an anatomical animal structure, it is used for local locomotion. The distal end is often modified to distribute force, or distribute force, such as a foot, quote unquote, uh, or in parentheses, most animals have an even number of legs.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Most animals. Nature got that mostly
1: enough. figured out. Yeah.
2: I mean, as a component of furniture. <laughs> Well <laughs> oh, hold on, I missed this part earlier. <laughs> yeah. That's a component of furniture that is used for the economy of materials needed to provide the support for the useful surface, the tabletop or chair seat. That that's just disrespectful to table legs. It's not that's not just a thing. They they have a purpose. They're 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 useful. They provide they're support. Useful as well. Yeah, they're useful as well.
0: They they I mean without, if without table legs your table's just a... Uh
2: just a plank yeah yeah uh all right well they have um multiple (laughs) they have leg terminology which i didn't know was a thing
1: (laughs) you've got a bunch of uh
0: terminology choices
1: here bunch of
2: legs bunch of legs
0: Um, please tell me is is the term gams used (laughs) anywhere in the article
2: uh not that i can find we
0: need to edit control f (laughs) gams nope
2: i'll let you do that one tim
0: control f gams
2: uh all right so there's the uniped which has one leg such as clams it says which means if you have i guess for a clam it would just be gam so a clam gam i guess uh for bipeds there's two legs such as humans and birds which is a weird two <laughs> things to associate
1: yeah you know humans and birds both have two <laughs> yeah two feet. that's what we are
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh there's tripeds uh three legs Hem, which does not occur naturally in healthy animals. Oh no! uh, (laughs) That's a horrible thing to say. A and two.
3: That's really rough.
2: I really want to know. No, it's it's not true. There are animals that have three legs, which I know because I clicked. But I just wanted to know. (sighs) Uh, And then quadruped, uh, which have four legs, such as dogs and horses. Sure. Which, at least, those are the same shape, I guess. <laughs> same general shape. Uh, many taxa are characterized by the number of legs, uh, such as tetrapods, which have four legs, and then anthropoda, which have four, six, eight, twelve, or fourteen legs. Nice. Some arthropods are arthropoda. Uh, sorry, arthropoda. Some arthropods have more than a dozen legs. A few species possess over 100. Uh, just to be specific, despite what their names might suggest, centipedes, uh, which means hundred feet, they have fewer than 20 or more than 300 legs, but not, not 100, I guess. Uh, and millipedes have fewer than 1000 legs, but up to 750. So ah. it, it, it's figuratively correct, but literally incorrect. I suppose if you have sure. to be that person, they still give me the creeps. Yeah, it doesn't matter how many legs I have; it's still gross. Basically, anything with more than four legs, I'm not. It, I'm not okay with. Oh Great. man, man
3: th-
1: this isn't a very meaty, meaty page. Uh,
2: <laughs> These legs are not very meaty. But you got some um, like
1: components <laughs> to go off on. Oh yeah, no. You got hip joint here. You got foot. I don't oh, know no, if that, you're going. You're going the wrong way if you're going to foot though.
2: <laughs> sky, no. You I got have bones. A plan. I, I have a plan. This page uh, yielded exactly what I was hoping for, uh, and I'm clicking on Quadruped. Okay. All, All right.
3: right. Oh, I,
0: I think I see where you're going.
2: Uh, Somebody's got to fire. Okay. Know what you're talking about Tim.
0: Tim, you're right. Yeah. Natural gas. Yes, I am. This is a media article. People have a lot to say about natural gas, and I'm sure it's very important. <laughs> I just want to get down to the certain types of gas that they have named.
1: Oh wow! Hey, Ferdonia, New York. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, what? World's oh, first wow, what? Inter- industrial extraction of that. The first, the world's first industrial extraction of natural gas started at Ferdonia, New York, which is like that's correct. Twenty wow. minutes from our hometowns.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Fantastic.
0: And we're, we received none of the tourism.
2: Oh uh, no! Surprisingly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um but there are there are different types of gas. Um the natural gas industry is extracting an increasing quantity of gas from challenging resource types including sour gas, tight gas, uh shale gas, which is not as funny, and coal bed and methane, <laughs> which is just not funny at all. Oh. Um but I like uh, the term sour gas.
2: That is yeah, <laughs> I like that.
0: I don't know. Uh, there's biogas. Crystallized natural gas. Ooh. Oh, fancy. Huge quantities of natural gas, primarily methane, exist in the form of hydrates under sediment on offshore continental shelves and on land in Arctic regions that experience permafrost, such as those in Siberia. Uh they require a combination of high pressure and low temperatures to form. Hmm. So it, like mean. we're we're basically starting to like mine crystals for gas, which sounds like an RPG.
2: Yeah, it kind of does. Also Tim, it sounds like you're about like you're describing earth farts. Earth
0: farts.
1: <laughs>
0: uh yes. guys,
1: there was an oh. energy company in Milwaukee <laughs> called People's Gas. <laughs> 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 you might want to click yes. on that. That
0: might get you there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um I do have an idea where to go actually. Oh, okay. Oh no.
3: Um
0: uh landfills are a problem in terms of creating natural gas okay Uh, when methane rich gases are produced by the anaerobic decay of non-fossil organic matter or biomass these are referred to as biogas Uh, sources of biogas include swamps marshes and landfills as well as agricultural waste materials such as sewage sludge and manure by way of anaerobic digesters uh landfill gas is created by decomposition of waste in landfill sites excluding water vapor about half of landfill gas is methane and most of the rest is carbon dioxide with small amounts of nitrogen oxygen and hydrogen uh if the gas is not removed the pressure may get so high that it works its way to the surface oh, no. causing damage to the landfill structure unpleasant odor uh. vegetation die off and an explosion hazard
2: yeah you're, you're again literally describing <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: The that's gas literal, can be that's vented. like a landfill fart. Yeah, the gas can be vented to the atmosphere. Landfill fart. Flared or burned to produce electricity <laughs> or heat.
1: I gotta Google landfill fart. There's no way that somebody in the industry don't, doesn't call those things <laughs> fart. Oh, landfill fart. Landfill fart in a plum? What? What?
2: Whoa, what?
1: Why taking a dump in a Kohl's dressing room is never a good idea. I'm backing out. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no. What is no, going? Get away! I'm glad we learned that, though. Are we? I mean, <laughs> the more you know.
3: I so, suppose uh,
0: there is there is plenty of, of gas again to choose from here. <laughs> but I believe I know which one to choose.
2: No, Tim.
0: <laughs> I am choosing a stinky gas. Oh. Stinky gas, and that gas. Is hydrogen sulfide.
2: Wait, what? That's. Okay. What? And that's oh, not the one I thought you were going to pick. Were you
0: expecting another gas?
2: Yes, I was. Yes, I was, Tim. Uh, oh. In the meantime, I have a uh, um actually to share with that other, the, the page that we were just on. Uh, Tripedalism is locomotion by the use of three legs. There are no known species where this is standard. Although the movement of some macropods, such as kangaroos, which alternate between resting their weight on their tails and their two hind legs, may be an example of uh, tripod locomotion in animals. There's also the tripod fish. Full stop. That's the end of that sentence.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What? Excuse me?
2: (laughs) I'd like to learn more. (laughs) There are no tripod
1: animals. Also, there's a tripod fish.
2: Well, moving on. (laughs) Hold on. They do do, uh, explain this in a moment, though. Several species of the fish rest on the ocean bottom with two rays from its pelvic pelvic fins and one ray from its caudal fin. And I will send this over to you now because it looks like you know those um, you know those little finger puppets that uh, people used to use to like um, like you have the it's like a paper cutout and you stick your fingers through the the legs of the paper cutout and you like walk them around. Yes. Yes. This is what this fish, this fish looks like. Someone is doing that all the time.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. Look at that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It looks like it's like just one of those little, someone made a little paper puppet of a fish and stuck their little finger feet through it. That's what that looks like to me.
3: That
1: is
2: very cute. But anyway, that's not what I'm really talking (laughs) about. He wants you to know that he's there i I used it i used tripedal motion um not really. He usually just sits there, i guess right. however, I really would actually prefer to talk of oh uh by the way, there's more on that page about um people caring for tripedal animals uh like amputees and mutated animals which sure. which says that these animals are fine, they just have one fewer leg. Right. Uh, Which is very cool. Anyway.
1: It's almost Uh, like that's why we have four of them or something.
2: Yeah, I don't know.
1: At least quadrupeds.
2: Uh, Like quadrupeds, uh, or pronograde posture, uh, is a form of terrestrial locomotion in animals using four limbs or legs. An animal or machine that usually moves in a quadrupedal manner is known as a quadruped, meaning four feet, from the Latin quator, or four, and pes for foot. Thank you. I guess the majority of quadrupeds are vertebrate animals, including mammals such as cattle, dogs, cats, reptiles, and lizards. A few other animals are quadrupedal, though a, a few birds, like the shoebill, sometimes use their wings to right itself after lunging at prey. I'm pretty sure if you have wings and you miss something, you're going to use whatever you can to right yourself. It, you know, I don't. I think they don't worry about whether or not they're quadrupedal or bipedal, like humans.
1: Yeah. Like humans. Uh, <laughs> just those bird and, and birds. birds and humans living together. They are the same.
2: So, <laughs> so a couple weird things. Uh I kind of expected this page to be a lot less weird than it is, but it is. And uh there are um you know what, I'm just gonna skip uh, everything down to the inhumans section. Yeah. Because this is weird. <clears throat>
1: this this is
3: different.
2: In 2005, July 2005, in rural Turkey, scientists discovered five Kurdish siblings who had learned to walk naturally on their hands and feet. Unlike chimpanzees, which ambulate on their knuckles, the Kurdish siblings walked on their palms, allowing them to preserve the dexterity of their fingers. This is cited four times. Wow. Many people, especially practitioners of parkour and free-running, and uh, Ore Eber's natural method, cited... Find benefit in quadrupedal m- movements to build full body strength, huh? Uh, Kanichi Ito is a Japanese man famous for his speed running on four limbs. Cited, I clicked the citation, and he has the he has the Guinness World Record for the fastest hundred meter running on all fours. Or running on all fours, wow.
3: uh,
2: according to him, according to Guinness. Um, oh, hold on. He held it unchallenged. He still has it, but it was unchallenged up until uh, twenty thirteen. Um, his his record currently is a hundred meters in fifteen point seventy one seconds. It's phenomenal to watch. There's video of him running, or galloping. Yeah, I'm not certain what you call that.
3: Yeah, that's that's crazy.
2: It's incredible anyway it's very impressive, and uh also, I it goes further to show that humans are so more adaptable than we expect them to be
3: can't get rid of uh, us
2: <laughs> we're We're hard to kill yes um, they also talk here about the uh the big dog uh big dog is a dynamically stable quadruped robot created in two thousand and five by Boston Dynamics with Foster Miller. The Nash- NASA Jet Propulsion Laboratory and the Harvard University Concord Field Station. They don't have video of it here, but um, that robot dog is terrifying. I don't know. Have you guys seen it?
0: Is that the one with,
3: like, the... Yes. Uh, yeah.
2: <clears throat> they they show think... it, like, walking around and they show it, like, quote unquote, interacting with another dog.
3: hmm
2: And the other um, dog, think, like, is freaking out.
0: <laughs> I think this, this past season they, they had, like, four of them... Tied to a sled, like uh, like oh reindeer.
2: No. Are they ah. having them, like, run the Iditarod? Is that what they're doing? <laughs> yeah, no, like Santa. Oh, no, the what? no, no, no. They have it like, uh, like Bato.
0: Like Bato. A wrong... Oh, Balto?
2: Yeah, but it's a robot, <laughs> so it's Bato. Oh, Bato.
0: Oh. 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 oh.
2: Yep, you can tell I'm Ow. sick, you guys. This mm. is the level of joke that you get. <laughs> well, anyway, uh... The reason I came to this page was because I thought I could find cattle, and lo and behold, they are the friends that people know. So I'm clicking that. All right. Animals famous for farting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tim, hydrogen sulfide.
1: Check
2: it out.
3: Hydrogen
0: sulfide it is a chemical compound with the formula H2S. It is a colorless, colorless gas with the characteristic foul odor of rotten eggs. It is heavier than air, very poisonous, corrosive, <laughs> flammable, and explosive.
2: It That sounds like you're reading off of like a, like a warning, uh, oh, like, oh, like GLaDOS is like reading that off, uh, in the, at the beginning of a test. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: So short-term high-level exposure can induce immediate collapse with loss of breathing and a high probability of death.
2: Ooh, whoa, what? Uh, yep. Wow, I didn't know that.
0: Uh, so there's, they actually have a list of like how many parts per million will cause certain things. Oh boy. So if you're at point zero 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 four seven parts per million or point four seven parts per billion. No, that doesn't make <laughs> sense. PPB. Why would it be more parts per billion? What's that? Uh, because anyway. in,
2: in a billion, you'd have to, you'd need more parts. In order right. to have the same oh that's amount. true. That's true. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
0: Okay. It that's the weird. odor threshold. The point at which fifty percent of a human panel can detect the presence of the odor without being able to identify it.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Uh ten parts per million is the OSHA permissible exposure limit. Uh ten to what? twenty is the borderline concentration for eye irritation. Wow. 20 is the acceptable ceiling concentration established by OSHA, like that's that's like the max that you can do. <laughs> um, 50 parts per million is the acceptable maximum peak above the ceiling concentration for an 8-hour shift with a maximum duration of 10 minutes. Uh, 50 to 100 parts per million leads to eye damage. Ooh. At 100 to 150 parts per million, uh your olfactory nerve gets paralyzed and you can't smell anything. Uh, okay. What? Uh, at three hundred twenty to five hundred thirty, uh, it leads to pulmonary edema or you know swelling of the lungs,
3: uh, mm. with the
0: possibility of death. Okay. Five hundred thirty to a thousand parts per million causes strong stimulation of the central nervous system and rapid breathing, leading oh eventually to a loss of breathing. Ah. Okay. Eight hundred parts per million is lethal concentration for fifty percent of humans for five minutes exposure.
3: Oh.
2: Okay.
0: Whoa. And right. and we fart little bits of this.
2: Oh boy.
0: Oh boy. Yep. Never going to uh, be able to get out of plane. There have been incidents <laughs> of hydrogen sulfide causing death. I don't think we need to go into those.
2: No, please don't.
0: Uh, but it is in fact true that <laughs> that we fart this.
2: Oh well, okay.
0: Uh, in the absence of oxygen, sulfur-reducing and sulfate-reducing bacteria derive energy from oxidizing hydrogen or organic molecules by reducing elemental sulfur or sulfate to hydrogen sulfide. Other bacteria liberate hydrogen sulfide from sulfur containing amino acids or proteins. This gives rise to the odor of rotten eggs and contributes to the odor of flatulence. Mm. And flatulence is linked. Oh, no. Apparently, there are two colors of of sulfur bacteria and they are like the perfect colors for sulfur bacteria. Uh, Purple and green.
2: What? Wait, hold on. What?
0: Yep. There's purple sulfur bacteria. Uh, also just known as purple bacteria. Okay. Found in hot springs or stagnant water. And then there is green sulfur bacteria, uh, which is... I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't say where they're don't found know. yet.
2: Oh my gosh. It's a mystery.
0: Green sulfur bacteria appear in Lake Matano, Indonesia, at a depth of about 110 to 120 meters.
2: Okay. Amazing.
0: But it's, yeah. Uh, so yeah that uh, I I got I got I got the farts guy are you proud nice job (laughs) thank you well
2: well done well done
0: breaking wind
1: redirects here Uh,
2: I I am surprised that somehow flatulence is not on this page
1: yeah you think so
2: Uh, you would expect it in fact they have the line... They talk about mm.
1: methane a, a ton.
2: Yes. A cow does on av- on overage, not on average, overage, a cow does on overage release between 70 and 100 kilograms of methane per year. Those uh, Methane is bolded but not linked. Methane Weird. is a greenhouse gas, like carbon dioxide, but the negative effect on the climate of methane is 23 times higher than the effect of CO2. They don't say flatulence or farting at, a, at all in that, which I suppose is not, I mean, I guess makes sense because they don't want to seem like they're dissing cows and talking about their body uh, <laughs> hey, there's nothing body to be processes. ashamed of. But this is also a page that includes a link to the page for manure lagoons, so... Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Can't be- have it both ways. <laughs>
2: I just want to point out that under a terminology, I don't know how anyone who works in the cattle industry actually understands what anyone else is saying about their cows or about their cattle. There, uh, I'm just going to run through a couple of these. <clears throat> a couple of these: an intact uh, adult male, not castrated, is called a bull, and a, a wild young unmarked bull is known as a Mickey in Australia. And unbranded bovine of either sex is called a maverick in the U.S. and Canada. An adult female that has had a calf is called a cow. A young female that has not had a calf is called a uh, heifer. A young female that has only one, he- one calf is called a first calf heifer. Uh, young okay. cattle of both sexes are called uh, uh, are called calves only until they're weaned, and then they are weaners. <laughs> okay. That's, that's what they are called. Yeah. Uh, uh, after that, they are called feeder calves. And then after that, yearlings or sturks. S-T-I-R-K-S. S-T-I-R-K-S. A castrated male is called a steer. Uh, sometimes also called a bullocks. Uh, also called sometimes a stag in Australia, Canada, and New England, uh, New Zealand. Um, a castrated male is sometimes called an ox. Uh, okay. A, a springer is a cow. Yeah, a cow or heifer close to calving. So okay. a pregnant cow is a springer. I guess right, it has
1: its own. Okay.
2: In all in all, cattle species, a female twin of a bull usually becomes it. it usually becomes infernal and oh hold on. In all cattle species, a female twin of a bull usually p- becomes an infernal partial intersex and is called a free martin. I'm not kidding you guys. That that line of that line of description has its own name.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: Neat, which is a horned oxen from which Neat's foot oil is derived. Beef, young ox, and beefing uh, a young animal fit for slaughtering are obsolete terms, it says, although pole pollard, and polled cattle are still in used use for naturally for horn for naturally hornless animals or for animals that have been dehorned um yeah like, wow that's just a that's a partial list yeah. of the well, words that we use to describe the cows that we are that we are raising
1: yeah. I mean, cows are everywhere, I guess. I but mean, it that's is crazy. Gotta be,
2: that's got to be exhausting. Like, that. maybe that's what cattle farmers do all day. Like, they have to keep track of what thing each of their cows is that day.
1: Right. They just change day to day. <laughs> it's tough.
2: Oh, man.
1: I'm cool. I'm really surprised that that didn't get you. Because yeah, they always talk about farts when it comes to cows.
2: That's what you'd expect. Yes. Mm -hmm. And in fact, they actually go through the, uh, in the anatomy, they talk about their digestive systems. Um, but that actually does not get me anywhere to farts. Huh? So
1: you guys want to talk about flatulence?
2: (laughs) Yes,
0: please. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh boy. (laughs) Uh, I like how the, uh, the article starts off with, uh, problems that people have in terms of flatulence because flatulence is normal but i think they know what people came here for yes uh so bloating and pain is of course the first thing and then excessive volume oh uh excessive swallowing of environmental air is called aerophagia and has been shown in a few cases uh to be responsible for increased flatus volume uh, diets that aim to reduce the amount of undigested fermentable food result residues arriving in the colon have been shown to significantly reduce the volume of flattus produced. Uh, then, of course, there's smell, which is not very long. It's only like three lines. And then there's I mean, incontinence of flattus.
2: Like we all know what the smell does. <laughs> yeah. Like... Like, that's not a thing that we need, unless you are an alien, in which case you might need to know. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: It says the smell may be abnormally increased in some patients and cause social distress to the patient.
2: Oh, <laughs> not to other people, though, apparently.
0: let see here. Yeah, in society and culture, in many cultures, flatulence in public is regarded as embarrassing, but depending on context can also be considered humorous.
2: I mean, in most contexts, yes. In other Uh, cultures, oh, examples needed. Oh, no. Yeah. In other cultures, it may be no more embarrassing than coughing. Some wiki editor does not believe that. Mm. (laughs) Some some wiki editor's significant other (laughs) does not believe that.
1: Uh, Garments and external devices. 1998, (laughs) Chester Buck Weimer of Pueblo, Colorado, received a patent for the first undergarment that contains a replaceable charcoal filter.
2: Oh, my gosh. Mm, The undergarments are
1: airtight and provide a pocketed escape hole in which a charcoal filter can be inserted. (laughs) In 2001, Mr. Weimer received the Ig Nobel Prize for biology for his invention. Oh, my gosh. Uh, It was
2: also featured in Dave Barry's holiday gift guide.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Uh the social acceptability of flatulence-based humor in entertainment and the mass media varies over the course of time and between cultures. Enough entertainers performed with their flatus that the term flatulist was coined.
2: The whoopee cushion...
0: Hold on. Oh, there's more. I'll, I'll get back. into that. The whoopee cushion is a joking device invented in the early 20th century for simulating a fart. In 2008, <laughs> a farting application for the iPhone earned nearly $10,000 in one day. I mean... <laughs> Technology... Uh, So, yes, uh, Flatulist. Historical (laughs) comment on the ability to fart at will is observed as early as St. Augustine's The City of God. What? Augustine mentions men who, quote, have such command of their bowels that they can break wind continuously at will so as to produce the effect of singing. No. Intentional passing of gas. Oh, there's more. Intentional passing of gas and its use as entertainment for others appears to have been somewhat well known in pre-modern Europe, according to mentions of it in medieval and later literature. Uh, Le petomane, uh, known which translates what? to the fartomaniac. <laughs> <laughs> enough said. Uh, was a famous French performer in the 19th century who, as well as many what? professional farters before oh. him, professional <laughs> farters is linked.
2: <laughs> His page is the best page. Hold on. Oh, Uh, I need to click on him right now. Nineteen hundred? Wait, you mean like, like this was in the last hundred years?
0: Yeah. Oh no, nineteenth century.
2: Oh, century. Sorry, I
0: misheard you. No, he did flatulence impressions and held shows. How? (laughs) What is a flatulence impression? There's (laughs)
3: Well, there is
1: <laughs> a silent film of him just backing up to this large like megaphone with his butt. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's making all these weird gestures that I don't I can't I can't follow with his hands. I
2: think his, I think,
0: <laughs> his face is like classic like 19th century performer face though, like in all of these stills. Like he's I not showing make- any strain, he's just <laughs> yeah.
1: There's a subhead. Okay. He has two subheadings. One's biography and the other one is legacy.
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my
0: gosh. Okay. 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 Um, so, this is what they was meant by uh, uh, Flatulence Impressions. Some of the highlights of his stage act involved sound effects of cannon fire and thunderstorms, <laughs> as well as playing "O Sole Mio and La Marseille on an ocarina through a rubber tube in his anus.
2: That's incredible.
0: He could blow out a candle from several yards away. <laughs> His audience included Edward, Prince of Wales, King Leopold II of the Belgians, and Sigmund Freud.
1: I want—I imagine him in a small room giving a private showing to those three people. <laughs> in
0: 1894, the managers of the Moulin Rouge sued Pujol for an impromptu exhibition he gave to aid a friend struggling with economic difficulties. So fart aid. Oh my gosh. In the following decade, Pujol tried to refine and make his acts gentler. One of his favorite numbers became a rhyme about a farm, which he himself composed and which he punctuated with anal renditions. The
3: animal sounds!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Citation needed.
1: With the oh. outbreak of World War One, Pajol, horrified by the inhumanity of the conflict, retired from the stage and returned to his bakery in Marseille. Oh my gosh.
2: Oh my gosh. Later, he
1: opened a biscuit factory. <laughs> he opened a Dutch oven biscuit factory.
2: <laughs> no. No, bacon biscuits 24
1: 7. It doesn't say Dutch oven, but yeah, bacon biscuits.
2: Oh. Oh. I was going to say, there's no way that's true oh my gosh oh Oh. so good i I don't know how to continue after that.
1: this man is a hero so the reason i (laughs) i thought to do this page is do you guys see i've been seeing them pop up on my facebook all the time these articles saying like oh farting makes you live longer smelling farts smelling farts makes you live longer
0: i think we i think we have Mentioned or all it said in the hydrogen sulfide article that like low doses of it could um help the aging process or yeah combat wow. it, so
1: yeah, it wow. but it's not like just smelling it though, that's the thing. Like, I have an article huh. here that's like, no, it's not gonna, and it was also saying that it'll like prevent cancer and stuff.
0: Yeah. And uh, oh, um, well, no, I don't think so. No, it's, uh, going back to the, the flatulence article. One movie I now want to see uh, is a 2002 film called Thunderpants. Uh, It revolves around a boy named Patrick Smash who has an ongoing flatulence problem from the time of his birth. He eventually overcomes his problems and fulfills his dreams, including one of becoming an astronaut.
2: An astronaut? Mm Mm-hmm. That feels a little Uh, on the nose, but The film was directed
0: by Pete Hewitt, whose previous work included Bill and Ted's bogus journey.
2: Of course it did.
0: Uh, It has a 60% rating right now on Rotten Tomatoes.
2: Nice. Wow. Wow. Amazing.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. During an appearance... Oh, Paul Giamatti was in it.
2: During an appearance
0: on The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien, Paul Giamatti referred to this film as one of the high points of his career.
2: (laughs) Wow. Wow. Well... Tim, I feel like I lost and won this episode. <laughs> I think
1: <laughs> we going, all won. Going over this page, yeah, I expect <laughs> it, it went just as I expected it to.
2: Oh, good. Tim, oh, good.
1: like enthusiastically, just diving in, and Kyle just being like, "Oh, oh, no, <laughs> God, no." <laughs>
2: Hey, I had a good, I had a good uh like concept though. Like I knew what I was doing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I just mean once we got to this page and started l- just talking about it, like I was trying to explain, <laughs> I was trying to explain like why I came to this page. But I'm just gonna have to cut that part out because I didn't actually get to talk about what I wanted to talk about because Tim was just oh, like, no, back to the page.
0: <laughs> so <I'm>
1: sorry, <laughs>
0: that's okay. I just, I lost, I lost control.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had a whole quote I was about to quote, but you, you just, yeah, that's fine. <laughs>
2: Oh, he couldn't, he couldn't handle his outburst.
1: Oh, well, cool. oh, man. Uh Nice job, Tim. Oh, um, thank you,
2: man. Congratulations, Tim.
1: Yep. Another episode in the bag.
2: Ooh.
1: Mm. You can find more episodes uh, at WSKBcast.blogspot.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at WSKBcast. We're on Facebook. You just search for We Should Know Better. Um, we have a YouTube uh, as well. If you search for uh, "We Should Know Better" podcast, we have a, a few things on there. Um, some of the less plays we've done, which is kind of fun. Uh, you can watch us play. What do we have on there? Uh, Keep talking. Nobody explodes. Yes, uh, we play Jackbox games uh, mm-hmm. with, with with a couple a couple fans, which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's that's about it, right? What do you got? Oh, oh, I do want to say um, I I should check, but this might be on google play now i submitted it i had to do some uh, i finally got around to submitting it to google play so it should be showing up uh on there
2: oh man we're we're everywhere now
1: yeah we're on that stitcher which i don't know i mean if you use stitcher good on you i i haven't heard anybody that does but yeah. Mm. No, nope, It doesn't look like we're on there yet. They're probably still trying to validate us, figure out what we are. Just as we oh, are trying to ep- validate ourselves.
2: This episode is not going to help them. <laughs> yeah. I
1: searched We Should Know Better, and the first thing that came up was We Can Do Better, Ooh. which is apparently an album. And it's like, oh, okay. Or well, else it's
0: Google doing a sick Ugh. burn on us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what you should be called.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think, that's, I think that's about it.
2: Alright, well I I really don't know what to do after all that. That was such a weird episode. That was a weird episode. I can't I can't even come up with a good like escape line on this one.
1: Thanks for putting up with, with it.
2: <laughs> you guys have a good night. You too.
1: See ya. Night.
3: We're just talking about all the games now. Yep. That's what uh, we are that's what we are as a podcast now.
1: All right, you guys ready? Hey,
2: should we just yes. do this game review podcast with three white guys who uh who just want to talk about the games they've played le- lately?
1: Let me check. Uh three white guys video game podcast.
2: Let's see. Oh, uh, that I exists. Mean, that, oh dang. Yeah. I thought there was oh, I thought there was still an opening for. We could
0: that. be pioneers.
2: Oh, man.
1: No, no, that exists. That's what it I already said. already
2: exists. Oh, yeah.
1: OK. Oh. Well. Sorry. All right. Sorry. All right. Still nobody's stolen our our gig, though, from what I can tell, I what say. I found. I don't yeah, know. When, I thought for sure that when I came we, up with this idea, when we came up with this idea, that it would be like, oh, yeah, somebody's already doing that.
2: But here we are in twenty seventeen, still staking out these grounds.
1: Maybe it's maybe <laughs> <Nice. laughs> it's a bad sign that nobody else is doing this. <laughs> uh.